0: Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to DrBoysTV.com, the home for intelligent black people. I'm broadcasting from down here in Florida, so I had to wear my Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, Super Bowl championship shirt because uh, I just thought it was awesome to watch uh, the watch the Buccaneers pull it off this year. Uh, so I want to talk about Jay-Z. Jay-Z just made a big deal with uh, Louis Vuitton. Uh, the owner of Louis Vuitton or the founder, uh, Bernard Arnault, I believe that's his name, is worth about $100 billion or more. And uh, there's a lot to talk about. Jay-Z just made a, a decent amount of money. And so we're going to break some of this down. And uh, I'm going to give you some insights into the deal and kind of give you a perspective that will hopefully add value to your thinking on the Jay-Z deal with Louis Vuitton and all this other stuff. So buckle up seat, seatbelt, get comfortable. We're going to get started right now. <music> Here
1: we are, claiming the isms, cataclysm, great. Our people out here struggling, trying to make it in this state. Everybody out here doing it, but we the ones who late. Now family, we the ones who gotta delegate. Get that money in the power, never be fake. Stick to coast sign for three. What did he say? Uh, create jobs, support our own. Educate the same, and buy back your home. Got three degrees.
0: Hey, what's going on, guys? My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. Welcome to TV.com the home for intelligent black people. Uh, on this platform, we believe not just in black intelligence, but we also believe in uh, putting black people first. So if you believe that our community needs to go first and that we need to put ourselves at the top of the priority list, put a hashtag B1 in the chat, uh, hashtag B1. That's our calling card to let everybody know that we put ourselves at the top of the food chain. So uh, give me a yes or no if you saw that Jay-Z uh, just made this major deal with uh, with Louis Vuitton over some champagne. Something about a champagne brand. I didn't know anything about the brand, um, and uh, apparently uh, he made more money than Jesus in this brand, uh, which I think is great for him and Beyonce and that baby, that pretty little baby that they have. Uh, and and I think that you know the, what, what's interesting. And I see some of you already asked this question. And I'd be. And I think this is a fair question. Uh, you know, the the question becomes, what's in it for the black community, right? How do black people win from this, right? So I don't want to be overly critical, right? I don't think we have to beat up on Jay-Z because he's out being successful with that. He's making money. Um, I don't think we have to act like that's a terrible thing. But I do think that we should have a different conversation about our billionaires uh, than the different conversation than what the conversation white people have, right? White people have a certain conversation about their billionaires that is not consistent with the conversation I think black people should have about our billionaires. So, Here we go. All right, so uh, here's what um, here's here, here are my thoughts on the Jay Z thing. Let me give you guys the background, and then I'll tell you what I think. So I'm reading this article in Forbes, and Forbes says it turns out that Jay Z's luxury champagne brand is worth more than half a b half a billion, meaning. The partnership announced Monday on Monday between Jay-Z and Wine and Spirits Division of Louis Vuitton or LVMH. And I think that's Louis Vuitton Moet or something like that. I don't I don't drink liquor. I don't touch liquor. I just just I think I've seen i seen too many black men go down in the bottle. It's right? too many too uncles and cousins. And stuff. I, I said, I ain't touch that. Whatever it is about liquor, that everybody loves. I don't want to know what it is, so I literally, it, uh, I literally have only taken one uh, s- hard drink in my life. I think I drink a little bit of shot glass of whiskey, and like this much of a beer, uh, because I'm not trying to go out like no drunk ass sucker. So I'm trying to stay focused. Malcolm X used to say that the white man will sell you the liquor bottle, and then he'll lock you up for being drunk. So if you drink, that's cool. I'm not dissing you. I'm just saying that that's. I, I, I politely say no, thank you. Uh, the partnership announced on Monday between Jay Z and Wine and Spirits Division of LVMH makes the billionaire rapper the latest celebrity to pocket a windfall by selling part of a consumer brand to a major distributor. The deal appears to have valued the brand Armand de Brogmach. Armand de Braque. I can't print. I failed French class. I can't say It's spelled B-R-I-G-N-A-C. So I guess Negroes sound fancy when we use French words. So Armand de Brogmach. At more than 600 million, which would land him in a cash payment of at least 300 million, about 50 million more than he would have made based on the 500 million value he rapped about in the Meat Mills 2018 song What's Free. The founder of Rock Nation sold 50% of the champagne business to Louis Vuitton's Moet Hennessy in a move aimed at, quote, taking the business to new heights across the world, end quote. According to Moet CEO, Philip Shaw's LBMH is known to bid competitively, and that certainly appears to have been true for this latest deal. Forbes values the deal for the bubbly wine known by his nickname Ace of Spades thanks to his logo design and several Jay-Z's lyrics promoting it at roughly $630 million based on conversations with five beverage analysts and industry insiders. That's double Forbes' previous valuation of the brand, uh, which good for him, right? That's, you know, that's uh, let's see, uh crypto key says honestly not impressed with this deal. Good for him. Okay. Uh well, you know, that's that's a fair statement. So let's let, let's analyze this. Let's really be smart here. Um, uh, okay, so uh <clears throat> the multiples for Among the no. I'm I'm just gonna Keep messing it up because I just hate. I I don't like fancy stuff like that. I just kind of silly to me. But but that's fine. Like if you drink a day, come on. Then I don't. I'm not gonna make fun of you. Um, Based on the category and volume size of the brand, far outreach brands that don't have that celebrity ownership says beverage market analyst Eric Schmidt. Still, it's it's not the biggest celebrity cash. Uh, cash out by a long shot. Kylie Jenner sold 51% of her cosmetics company to Cody in a deal that valued the brand at more than a billion dollars. She got 540 million pre-tax. Rapper-producer Dr. Dre sold his audio product company Beats Beats to Apple uh, in 2014 for $3 billion, and he pocketed $585 million before taxes. Plenty of other pop stars have followed suit, not just selling out or selling stakes. It's funny to use the term sellout, right? We're gonna talk about that. Uh, selling stakes but offering partnering with global giants. Louis Vuitton struck an earlier deal with Jay-Z protege Rihanna in 2017 to launch Fenty Beauty and most recently invested indirectly in her lingerie line Savage X Fenty earlier this month. The value of her stakes in both businesses totaled $530 million. Okay, so so let's, uh, I'm not going to read more. There's more in this Forbes article. The article is titled, uh, Here's How Much Jay-Z Made on His Ace of Spades Deal and How It Stacks Up Against Other Celebrity (sighs) Cashouts. Deep breath, boys. Here's what I've got to say on this, right? Um, hit the thumbs up button. Please hit the thumbs up, share, subscribe button. Uh, so, so first of all, the deal is a great deal for Jay-Z. I, I think he's you know masterfully uh, utilizing the fact that rappers were the original social media influencers. Rap- rappers were the social media influencers before social media came into existence, uh, I remember hearing the story. Uh, one of my friends, I have a friend named Russell Simmons, and uh, Russell uh, was one of the original geniuses in terms of understanding the economic power of hip hop and what what it could do. And uh, his brother Run was in Reverend Run. Now, I guess was in Run a group called Run DMC, and uh, they were wearing these Adidas shoes, and they had this song called My Adidas. Give me a yes if you remember that song and if you liked it. So uh, basically to get an endorsement deal with Adidas, obviously Adidas, you know, I I mean, sometimes racism makes people a little bit slow to figure things out. But he helped them understand that uh, that these guys were getting people to buy Adidas. They were owning Adidas because of this song. So uh, he had one of the Adidas executives come to a a concert and uh, at the concert, he told his brother, Ron, he said, ask everybody to hold their Adidas up in the sky during the concert. So they can literally just see it. Right. So they, so he said, everybody in the, everybody in the crowd who got your Adidas, well, take one Adidas off and hold it in the air. So everybody took off one shoe and held it in the air like that. Right. So then that's when the Adidas deal was made, right. Because rappers were the original social media influencers. Russell was one of the first people to identify that. That trend has continued, and it's actually elevated. It's escalated. That's why you have nerdy white boys in Silicon Valley who love to partner with rappers on uh, new new tech startups. Uh, we have white boys, nerdy white boys in Silicon Valley who love to partner with rappers on cryptocurrency. A lot of rappers, uh, TI and I think, uh, what's that fat guy, DJ Khaled, and some others have gotten into a lot of trouble. For promoting some of these cryptos that were actually illegitimate, many of them were violating securities law. But a lot of the you know celebs just kind of went along with it, whatever. Um, and so they they a lot of them had to give a lot of money back. I think Floyd Mayweather got caught up in that. Now, with that being said, um, that influence has value, It has real economic value. And uh, I think that what's uh, what what's puzzling to me, what I'm trying to process here, is uh, you know when, when you I mean, can you really blame? Uh, Bernard Arnault, which, uh, who owns Louis Vuitton, I, or who started it or something. Let me see. Bernard Arnault, let me see if I can spell his name right. I can't spell these stupid French names right. Sorry. No disrespect if you live in France. I just His net worth is $155 billion. $155 billion. $155 billion. So Bernard Arnault is worth $155 billion, and uh, he makes a lot of these luxury brands. Uh, like he's very he he's the master at selling you overpriced champagne. he's the master at selling you five hundred dollar uh you know five hundred dollar purses uh whatever right so he's good uh, good for him um you know and, and so uh so so here's what um here here's what I'm seeing okay so I see your comment here michael Michael says, uh, hey Dr. Boyce, the reason that jay-Z sold his fifty percent is because he was supposedly or allegedly says podcast host tone talks because his brand was losing money. He was cutting his losses. Um, I don't, I take that with a grain of salt because I don't think tone talks has ever said anything positive about any other black man other than himself. So (laughs) I think unfortunately there's a lot of haterology that kind of happens there where, you know, he talks about every, pretty much every venture by every black man anywhere, except Byron Allen, because Byron Allen's funding the griot. Uh, he pretty much says that they're all, you know, scams and losing money and that it's all big, a big fraud. And, uh, and, and, you know, so so without saying that I know for sure what's going on with Jay-Z's brand, I think the partnership makes sense from a business standpoint. Uh, you know, from a business standpoint, what uh, Louis Vuitton offers a brand like that is they see the value and they're offering distribution. They're basically saying, you know, we can help you take that brand to another level because we know how to sell to white people all around the world. You don't have to build distribution channels. We have that set up for you. So in that regard, they may see potential there that isn't being tapped, perhaps because the Jay-Z crew, maybe maybe they don't have the capital that they need to really take it to the highest level. Maybe the fact that they uh, don't have the expertise in selling luxury products that a Louis Vuitton would have. I think that the partnership makes sense that they're buying into the business. I, I really do. But here's here's where I also want to go a little further on this. jay Z's is a guy who's always made moves. He's always transcended rappers right he's all you know other rappers are you know i guess doing stupid hood stuff jay-z is the guy who kind of grew up he's, he's doing big business moves you know he's trying to own pieces of sports teams and and get into these other games but but sometimes though um i think that jay-z is let off the hook a little bit uh in, in that you know, I, I think that we uh, as a community have to shift the conversation just a little. We talk often about holding politicians accountable. We talk about holding our black elected officials accountable. Well, if you read books like Powernomics and Black Labor, White Wealth, Dr. Claude Anderson explains that black people have never progressed as a community no matter how many black elected officials you've had you have thousands you went from almost none to thousands and your community still doesn't get better well a lot of that's because your black elected officials don't really have much power they're working for whatever billionaire or millionaire put them in office that's why barack obama waited until you know 6 years after he left the white house or 5 years whatever to say that he supports reparations he couldn't say it when he was in the white house because he had bosses that would pimp slap him if he got out of line so why do i say this well uh, well I, i'm saying this because Maybe rather than holding your politicians <clears throat> um a, a, accountable, maybe you need to hold your black millionaires and billionaires accountable. Maybe you need to hold your black celebrities accountable. Maybe we need to challenge them to do a little bit more. You know, um, I, I get it, right? I think it's okay for people to sit and clap when Jay-Z makes another deal with some nerdy white boy and, and these white boys have more access to people like him than people from the hood who actually gave him his credibility. He needed like we love Jay-Z when he was in the Marcy projects when he was just a scrub, a squirrel trying to get a nut, didn't have no money in his pocket. But then when athletes and entertainers elevate to a certain level, then suddenly the whole world, embraces them the whole world says we love you and then sometimes they kind of end up saying yeah, yeah yeah i'm from the black community i'm from the hood i kind of represent them but from above now i start doing things that black people don't understand like i'm going to these big art fancy art shows and and i'm hanging out with these really expensive white people and i'm i i spend time with the prime minister of of denmarkers or what i not that denmark has a prime minister but i'm just being it's late so just whatever so so but, but the thing is like it's like they go into the space where they start to feel like, okay, I've transcended my blackness. I've transcended my race. That's my point. And I think that these celebrities should be held accountable in the sense that for every time you brag about how much money you made, you need to also brag about how much money you paid, right? For every time you brag about how much money came in, uh, you should also brag about how much money went into your community. Uh, it doesn't mean charity. I'm not talking about giving you know a million dollars for scholarships or a few thousand dollars to build a basketball court in your hood. I'm talking about industry, developing industry. Uh, you know it, it's really baffling to me the whole Colin Ka- Kaepernick Jay-Z NFL conversation was baffling to me because I don't understand with all these so- so-called successful black people why we can't even start a sport a sports league like white people do. I mean, mediocre, mediocre, broke ass white people started the NFL 100 years ago. Now they got a bunch of teams that are worth billions of dollars. The Chicago Bears were purchased for 100 bucks. And now the Chicago Bears are worth three billion billion two two generations later. So why in the hell aren't we trying to do something generational that's going to establish these multi-billion dollar industries that will allow everybody to eat? You know, I don't, I, I, I don't think the community benefits when we sit and clap because Jay-Z's eating good, or we sit and clap because Lil Blue Ivy's eating good. I think the community should clap when everybody gets to eat good because Jay-Z's being successful. So here's what I'm talking about. Okay, so for example, sometimes celebrities will do symbolic things, like Diddy worked with Steve um, Perry to build a school. LeBron built a school. I think that's all great. Good for them. Wonderful. Wonderful guys. Good. Let's clap it up. Let's clap it up. But I don't really one school, can, can all our kids go to one school? Can we, can we put 10 million kids in one school? Oh, we're going to educate like 200 a year or something, 300 a year from one school. Why not, why not get together and build a school system? You know, why not build a chain of schools all across the United States that, that can house a hundred thousand children a year? You know, why not do something like, why not do something on an industrial scale? You know, um, because, because the thing about it is, You know, I don't I don't fault them for partnering with 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 the the nerdy white boys in Silicon Valley. But the funny thing to me is that, you know, when I see Jay-Z doing his big boy deals, like his real money, like when he's really like, you know, when hundreds of millions of dollars are going across the table, it seems like those deals are being done with white people. Right. But when he's doing his, you know, but but we kind of get what I can only describe as the nigga deals, you know, like, you know, like it seems to me like like it'll be like, oh, we gave. $200,000 $200,000 to an HBCU. And I, I respect that. There's nothing, I'm not hating on that at all. What I'm saying is, well, we built one school, you know, and we're going to market that school. We, we spent a million building the school and we're going to spend 10 million marketing the fact that we spent 1 million building a school. I, I, I think that what that speaks to is the symbolism and the fact that symbolism tends to matter more than substance. That's the point I'm making, is that sometimes you get to the point where you get so caught up in the symbolism and the celebration of symbolism that You forget about the substance. Now, some people may say, "Why are you hating on Jay Z?" You know, you hate, and that's a problem too. You have a problem with a community of people that don't care about themselves, and that's why you get left behind. Because other communities demand things from their millionaires, they demand things from their billionaires. You can't go into the if you're in the Jewish community, you can't go off and make a billion dollars and then you know and then rep the Jewish community, but not give real substantive wealth you know, into projects that represent that community. You can't, you can't say, well, I'm going to go and do business with everybody who's not Jews. I'm gonna go find some Nazis and do business with some Nazis. And and I'm going to ignore you because that's what, that's really, if you talk about America, that, you know, all of this, these people that took our wealth and, and, and took our, took everything from our ancestors and beat and raped our ancestors. Those are, we're the Jews, they're the Nazis, right? So you're you're making deals with our oppressors, but not making the same types of deals with us. Now I'm not saying Jay-Z is not making deals with black people. I'm not saying Jay-Z is not hiring black people. I'm sure he's got plenty of black people around and plenty of black people that he's helped. I'm sure that the list is very, goes tall and wide. But when I see the big boy deals, I see something that almost speaks to this interesting idea that says that, you know, that, that for the sake of, of this, for the spirit of integration we tend to believe that whiteliness is next to godliness, that there's a point that we hit, right, where we become successful. Like you, you finally in the NFL or NBA, the white girls didn't want nothing to do with you when you was broken, you was in the hood. But now that you're playing for the Dallas Mavericks, suddenly every white girl on earth wants to be with you and black women are second fiddle. Or, you know, you you start off as a, you know, as a rapper, you're nobody, you're in the hood. The hood is feeding you. The hood is giving you your experiences that give you credibility that allows you to make this great music that is heard all around the world. Suddenly you blow up, you become a big deal. Um, You know, not only do you get the white wife, but all your deals are being done with people who are not black. And the big boy deals are being done outside of the black community. So, what I think that should be expected from celebrities, and this is only for people about about maybe about maybe seventy percent of the black community is not even going to understand what I'm talking about. So, if somebody's watching, they're like, "Oh, you just in here hating? You just hating? Who you in here hating? You're welcome to please leave, like, because you represent the past. We represent the future. So, so just just know that. Just know the future of the black community is accountability. The future of the community is not this backward. Uh, Negro explaining that we've been doing that's led us into the situation that we're in today. So so for those who understand what I'm referring to, it really says to whom much is given, much is expected. Right. So it doesn't mean Jay-Z is coming up short. It doesn't mean I think Jay-Z is a bad person. But what it does mean is that Jay-Z is in a position where he's been delegated as a bit of a Negro whisperer. Right, he just just like an elected official who is you know who's in charge of the Negro wing of the Democratic Party, and their job is to to go corral black votes. Um, there have been scenarios where I saw Jay Z involved in deals where it was really kind of driven politically. Like with the Brooklyn Nets, I wasn't real happy with that deal. I spent I spent seven hours uh, that one day in New York with Cornell West. Uh, me and Dr. West went around the city and did a bunch of stuff. and uh, And we were talking about a little bit of everything. And one of the things that he told me, he told me a story about how when the Brooklyn Nets were coming to Brooklyn, that they were actually protesting to get uh, you know, workers' rights and w- good wages and and jobs for the people in the city because they knew they were going to gentrify the shit out of Brooklyn and make everything super expensive. So they wanted to make sure the people of Brooklyn got something from that. Right? it wasn't even racial; it was just all about making sure Brooklyn was taken care of. So, uh so the so what they did was um, they went and got Jay Z. Right. The Russian billionaires, the white boys who were buying the team, they went and got Jay-Z and they said, OK, we're going to give you one fifteenth of one percent of ownership of this team. But we're going to market you as a mascot. We're going to market you as the owner. We're going to make everybody think that this is a black owned team because you're going to provide us cover. You're going to provide us racial cover. We can't be racist if a black man owns his team. But when you looked under the surface, you found that Jay Z really didn't own any of the Brooklyn Nets. I think he owned one fifteenth of one percent, and uh, and he immediately got out of the deal as soon as they got everything through. So there are some situations where black people are used to provide cover, like um in the NFL. Uh, I don't know about you, but I, I it's not. I, I didn't see much of anything in terms of racial progress from the NFL as a result of them working with Jay-Z. All I saw was this singer called The Weeknd who was performing, who I think is somehow connected and affiliated with Jay, but I don't know exactly how. Um, and I, y'all might love him. I I didn't, I, you know, I, I don't know. I don't see, I didn't see him necessarily as, as a Super Bowl level caliber, but whatever, right? But I think that, you know, there's... Um, there, but but really even deeper than that, though, with the whole Jay-Z Kaepernick NFL thing, I, I was just confused by that because I don't understand why well, with all these celebrities we have and all these so-called rich and empowered people, it, well, if you're truly empowered, you can own your own stuff. I mean, if you're you're truly wealthy, then you can build an institution. You know, if you're truly if you're truly strong economically, like you claim to be like you're rapping about, then you should be building industry. You should be building school systems for your people. You should be building. uh, You should, you know, every hood. I should I should be able to go to the Marcy Projects where Jay-Z grew up and I should be able to I should be able to find 10,000 people who say I'm working now because Jay-Z developed industry. If you look at the leading white like in terms of wealth, the leading uh, billionaires in the white community. Uh, you look at Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos has created over a million jobs for his people. Uh, if you look at Elon Musk, Elon Musk has created hundreds of thousands of jobs between Tesla and SpaceX. Uh, now, I'm not saying Jay-Z and, and all those guys have to match that, right? Because Elon has a ton more money than Oprah and, and Jay and all that. But I don't think you can name any black celebrities. Tell me, can yes or no? Give me a yes or no. Yes or no? Can you name any black celebrity that has created more than, say, 25,000 jobs in the black community? Nate, give me one celebrity who has created more than 25,000 jobs in the black community. Can you name one? Give me a yes or no. I can't name any. I can't name any. I'm looking to see what your answers are. Um, let's see. I see the first no from uh, New York News. Uh, Stephen Fraser, not Frank Moss, not one. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that that's, that means that we have to have a different conversation. Doesn't mean that we um, don't, you know, we, we have to be hostile about it. Doesn't mean we have to say, "Oh, I hate Jay Z. He's a sellout. He's a coon. He's a..." No, I'm not trying to tear the guy down. I, I, I wish him the best. Mm-hmm. I, I respect him. He's going out and he's making mature decisions. He's getting his money. He's taking care of his family. But I also think that as a community we have to raise the bar a little bit I mean right now you guys are doing great you know you, you're elevating in terms of investing a lot of you are investing in the stock market now for the first time ever a lot of you are looking to build industry and businesses and things like that. so I think that we need our celebrities to also get on board with that so that they can become the true backers of the community like the true captains of industry that they deserve to be and uh, you know Ice cube yeah Ice cube created the big three and that's why I roll with Ice cube. that's why Ice cubes always invited to come into this platform. I, that's why I respect him like the, the guy you know he's, he, he's he's he thinks like a boss um now one thing that was really confusing I gotta ask ice about the ice cube about this but I saw where he was saying that the movie Friday was being held up by Warner Brothers and that kind of surprised me because i love I'd be curious to know what the ownership structure is of that because I know also Warner Brothers holds up they they're holding up a different world from what I understand I know a guy that was on the different on a different world and he actually said the same thing that that they would have a sequel or they would have a like a, a remake or whatever they call it but they can't do it because Warner Brothers you know, when you have something that black people love, that, that white people own, you're making yourself very, very vulnerable. You never allow yourself to fall in love with something that is owned by somebody else when you fall in love with something that is owned by somebody else, then you become the drug addict and they become the drug pusher. There's never a relationship ever between the drug addict and the drug pusher where the drug addict had any power. The pusher always had all the power. So never become attached to things that are owned by other people or that can be taken away by other people because then you will end up finding yourself disappointed. And that's at least definitely when it comes to business, politics, stuff like that. All right. So anyway, uh, congrats to Jay Z on his deal. I'm very happy for him. Um, I, I'd like for us to raise the bar. I think that, for example, when you talk about educating our own children, I believe, like if I could get, if I had ten celebrities like that, ten celebrities that were worth at least say hundred million dollars a piece, um, who were committed to making a sturdy investment, you know, and and using the social media for promotion. Uh, I could create a school system all throughout the United States. Like I can literally gather up and harness enough black educators and administrators. Um, You know, we, we go to the bank, we leverage that money. Uh, We invest it, maybe even set it up to even actually make a profit, right? It doesn't have to be um, a nonprofit. It could be something that actually makes a, gets them a good ROI. And we could build schools all across the United States that are designed in our image, One of the reasons that your community falls behind, one of the reasons that your community struggles is because you don't educate your own damn kids. Malcolm X told y'all a long time ago that only a fool, only a damn fool would let his enemy educate his children. So why in the hell are you signing your children up for? education from people who want to see them remain slaves. You may not ever get reparations for slavery, but they always giving y'all preparations for slavery. And it starts when you are a child. That's why you got so many grown up slaves running around here right now. And that's just what it is. So anyway, I'm going to go, by the way, I've been on my Instagram is the real boys Watkins. Follow me on the gram. Go follow me on the gram. And uh, another thing I've been doing, that's been really fun is I've been playing call of duty on Twitch. I have a Twitch channel. Uh, with my son, and my twitch is uh, Dr. Boyce Watkins, that's where I'm that's where I'm on clubhouse also. or you can actually just type in Twitch dot com if you want to go directly to that and uh, and I'm actually getting into it so much and having so much fun with him that we who knows maybe one day we'll have a gaming tournament or something, but uh we and then we talk about stocks and investing and stuff like that. so uh, so so if you want to hop in there, feel free to go follow us on Twitch and I also do my commentary on my twitch channel. So I've got a lot of what's my Xbox tag? Uh, I think it's Dr. B. I think it's Dr. B. I, I, I have my, I have my, I have one Xbox tag, which was Bo Watkins, B-O-W-A-T-K-I-N. And then, but then they asked me, do I want to change my name in Call of Duty? And I changed it to Dr. B. But then on Twitch, I'm Dr. Boyce Watkins, right? So it's kind of crazy. I'm trying to figure it out. But be patient with me. I'll be I'll be really good at this in about two weeks. So uh, take care, guys. And uh, thanks for listening. And uh, once again, no disrespect to Jay Z. If anybody from his camp is watching, this is not a hate hate video. This is really encouraging uh, all of us to really raise the bar. The only way we can reach a higher standard is if we reach a higher standard. And uh, in fact, actually, one of the books I wrote, which you can actually have this for free, is called It Takes a Village to Raise the Bar. That means that in order for us, it's on allblackeconomics.com. So you can go there and get a free copy. Basically, the whole premise is that if we're going to really do this thing, if we're really going to fight white supremacy, if we're really going to win battles, then we got to raise the bar, man. We got to expect more from ourselves. You have, we have to hold ourselves accountable all the way across the board. If we don't do that, then we'll always fail. We'll always be in last place and not know why. So uh, anyway, take care. Have a good day. It was great talking to you. I'll see you soon. Be good. Peace. <music>
1: Here we are, clan the isms, catechism, great. Our people out here struggling, trying to make it in this state. Everybody out here doing it, but we the ones who lay. Not family, we the ones who gotta delegate. Get that money in the power, never be fake. Stick the co sign for three. What did he say? Uh, create jobs, support our own. Educate the same and buy back your home. Got three degrees.